Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Pam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with Tam and Renee and my boy Front Row Kenny. How are you guys doing? What it do, Renee? What it do, Kenny? How was your weekend, Renee? We're going to start off with you because we all know if you guys don't follow Renee on Instagram, you are missing out on a few laughs every day. Renee is comical. This weekend, he was in Vegas, but I'm going to let him tell you what he was doing in Vegas because from what I saw, he was having a great time, yeah. but you let us know. What did you do in Vegas? <laughs> Why were you in Vegas? Okay. Well, first of all, I went in Vegas for no other reason than it was a drop of a dime decision. I already knew some friends of mine were, were there, and which they had been asking me to go. And I was like, I'm like, man, I'm not driving all the way to Vegas. I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then the next thing I know, uh, I find myself in Vegas. So <laughs> I'm at a family party. The day before with a fr- with a lady friend of mine, okay? Then... Renee, is this that same lady friend that you went out on a date yeah, with? Yeah, okay. It's the same lady friend. Yeah, oh, so, it's heating up. Okay. Spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know what y'all are thinking, but it ain't like that. <laughs> well, I hope she don't hear this podcast because uh, you just shot her down. Well, you ain't lying, bro, but... <laughs> nah, thank God she don't know anything about NASCAR. Uh, and don't care to know anything about NASCAR, but, um, uh, if, if any of our listeners, uh, listen out there, obviously you probably know just about as much as, uh, my love life is, as Tam and Kenny do, to be honest with you. <laughs> so you're not missing out on anything. Y'all are all caught up. But anyway, I had to leave the party cause I had a show that night and on my way home, the show canceled. So I was like, oh man, I was like, God, the show canceled. I was like, all right, what am I going to do? So I was already passing by a buddy's house, and I said, hey, man, I'm going to stop by. He goes, yeah, come by. He goes, I'm home. He goes, let's have a beer real quick. And I said, okay. So I stopped. And then sure enough, he starts asking me, he goes, uh, you have a show tonight or something? And I go, yeah, but it got canceled. He goes, oh, okay. Did what's the faces hit you up uh, asking you to go to Vegas? And I said, yeah. I said, I'm not going to go to Vegas. He goes, well, he goes, well, you have to work tomorrow. You have to work tomorrow at the hospital? I go, no. He goes, so then why are we having this conversation? I was like, what? I was like, you want me to go to, all the way to Vegas? And I said, he goes, I don't want you to go all the way to Vegas. He goes, I'm just saying it, it, it makes sense. You don't have to work tonight. The show canceled. You don't have to work tomorrow. He goes, why not? And I said, man, next thing I know, I'm on my way to Vegas. <laughs> you drove to Vegas that night? I dro- man, that's Damn, spontaneous. <laughs> on the drop of a dime, it was six o'clock when I left his house. I left his house at six o'clock, got to Vegas at 930. I made it there in three and a half hours. There was nobody on the road. I think I, I, there weren't even any cops out there. I went straight through all the way to Vegas, got there in three and a half hours, find myself in a club watching Dead Mouse. And oh, Dead Mouse. Yeah. So, uh, of course, all of our listeners out there should already know that me and Tam are on this EDM vibe. We listen to a lot of that. And we go to a lot of the festivals too. But, you know, I just found myself there with my buddies and they couldn't believe I showed up, first of all. And, uh, I couldn't believe I I showed up. But nevertheless, on the drop of a dime, Tammy Kenny, I was out in Vegas. I had myself one heck of a time, but I knew I was going to hate that drive back the next day on Sunday. It just was the worst. But you know what? I powered through. I made it home. 
And I couldn't tell if I was more sleepy or more tired or more tired or more hungry. So I just went ahead and just ate something real quick and I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, that drive to <laughs> Vegas is brutal. Oh, I'm telling you. I have this conversation all the time with people about driving. It sounds all good. And you're up for the challenge when you drive there. It's just to drive back. We're going to jump into some NASCAR talk in a bit. In fact, I want to actually just add this. So you guys know that Sonoma is coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Sonoma for the race because it's been a couple of weeks since I've been to a race. And I was trying to figure out how I was going to get to the race. I have all these ideals. I'm like, okay. I can drive. I'll get one of the OEMs to leave me a car at the airport and I'll drive up. I can stop in Big Sur and all these beautiful places that are on the way between Los Angeles and Northern California. And I was like, wait a minute. So there are two ways you can drive from Los Angeles to San Francisco or Sonoma, that region of the state. One way is the quick way which is not so quick, but you can get there in about five hours or so. Then the other way is the long way, which is the best way because it drives along the coast. You got the Mm -hmm. beach to the left of you, most of the view. That way is nine hours. I'm not really down with a five-hour drive or a nine-hour drive. And I know you guys are like, what? That's that's light work, not for me, because I don't don't understand. (laughs) Maybe this is the California... People in California don't do road trips like that. Our road trip is Vegas. That's it. And most people don't even like to do that. Because why drive when you can fly? No, that is true. Yeah, that's true. This week, I have to figure out how I'm going to get to Sonoma. Renee and I have to discuss it because I'm not sure if Renee's going to come or not. But I have everything hooked up. There is some baseball games we can check out. There's a bunch of stuff happening that I've already worked out. I just haven't worked out the complete details of the trip. But nonetheless, so jumping into my weekend really quick. Weekend was pretty chill. I actually went out all day Saturday. I was hanging out with my friend that I seem to talk about on the podcast every week. That's pretty crazy. This week's adventure was us going to buy earrings, which is, I know you guys are like, that's definitely a girl thing. (laughs) We shopped for earrings, which turned into shopping for clothes, which turned into us having lunch. And the lunch consisted of me ordering shrimp and grits, but not shrimp and grits the way you think of them. My shrimp and grits were red with okra mixed in. Okay. And then Yes. Oh, my God. It was some New Orleans delicious. I'm going to just say that. And my side order, which was actually my friend's side order, was fingerlings. And for those that aren't that savvy, fingerlings are basically just potatoes. And my friend had oysters. Well, okay, I'm going to say this really quick. So my friend had five oysters. She had a lobster Benedict sandwich or it's on a biscuit, but it comes with a fried green tomato, lobster, egg, some other stuff. And then she had the fingerlings on the side and she had some of my food because that's just how she gets down. She always eats what's on my plate. And she also had some, oh, a Bellini. From there, we went to a grand opening of someone's store 
And next thing I know, I was like, where's my friend? And I'm just going to keep it 100. She was in the bathroom, on the toilet, and it was coming out of both ears. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, you guys weren't ready for that punchline, right? No. (laughs) No. I'm keeping it 100 on the podcast on All Turns No Breaks. You are. You are. No doubt. And I'm going to tell you why it was coming out of both ends, because she ate too much. Now, let me recap. She ate my shrimp and grits. She had potatoes on the side. She had oysters. She had a lobster Benedict sandwich, which came with a fried green tomato, eggs, and lobster. Okay. Like, that's just too much. And it's always like that. Because, in fact, week before last one, we went out. Actually, she had oysters, a lobster roll. We was at a different restaurant. She ordered the same thing, now that I think about it, plus two drinks. And then when we got to the grand opening of the place, she had champagne. As you guys can see, that's why her little tummy was upset. (laughs) And then from there, I went with some friends down the block to a Mexican food restaurant. I didn't eat at the Mexican food place, but I definitely hung out. And then they were trying to get me to go to another party. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home real quick. Yeah, I tapped out. So that was my weekend. Kenny. And you know what? I know you guys are like, okay, is this a NASCAR podcast? It is, but you know, we keep it personal. I think you guys kind of hopefully enjoy some of our stories. We're going to get into some NASCAR right after Kenny tells us about his weekend because we got a lot to say about Pocono. Yeah, we do. So hang on. Okay, Kenny. So how was your weekend? Yeah, my weekend was pretty regular. Got some furniture, some furniture from our apartment at Ikea. I actually moved a lot of it into my apartment. On the same on the same day, actually, as a matter of fact, I've discovered this weekend that I am much stronger than I actually look. So Uh-oh. got all that <laughs> up here. <laughs> got all that stuff up, got everything in here, got it assembled before this podcast, as a matter of fact. And yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. Didn't really do too much, honestly. Kenny is officially, officially adulting. We said it before when he first got his <laughs> bed in his apartment, but now he's real big time adulting. And not to put <laughs> Kenny's business out there, but you guys know Kenny is in his first ever apartment and he's <laughs> living solo and in probably entertaining the young ladies and all that good stuff. <laughs> Being a grown-up. <laughs> He's adulting. Hey, listen. You got an adult out here. It's, it's crazy. I really haven't enjoyed... I've never got it so excited about like home decor and like getting a toaster because my mom sent me a toaster a couple months ago. I can't believe I was so excited. <laughs> that, that's how I know this adulting thing is like kicking in. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a little too extra when you're getting excited about a toaster, but hey. Hey, listen, you, you'd be surprised how much you need a toaster. You know, I like my breakfast. I like my toast and everything. You know, all that Pop-Tarts and stuff sometimes in the morning. So when I have it, you know, I was like, man, I need it. And then now I got it. I'm like, man, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's kind of how I feel about my blender. I can't live without it. Because I actually use a blender every single day. So See? <laughs> Pocono, Pocono, Pocono. Let's just jump into the top 10 really quick. And then from there, we'll talk about what didn't happen. I don't know. Okay. Top 10. Kyle Busch, you guys know already by now. Kyle Busch is the winter. Winter. He is the winner. And we're actually going to jump into his stats because your boy Kyle Busch is... He's moving up on the all-time wins list for NASCAR. 
Brad Keselowski, I feel like he had a quiet race. He came in second. Eric Jones came in third. Good job for the young guy. Chase Elliott came in fourth. I believe that was like his fifth top five finish mm-hmm. in the last five races or something like that. Clint Boyer came in fifth. Yo, my boy Clint Boyer. Denny Hamlin came in sixth. Joey Logano, seventh. Daniel Suarez, who actually led a couple of laps, came in eighth. William Byron came in ninth. And that's not too bad, but not too great at the same time, considering that he started on the pole. And it wasn't like it was a lot of passing and stuff going on at Pocono, but more on that in a minute. Eric Amarola came in 10th and some notables. Alex Bowman came in 15th. So after coming in second place, he dropped completely out the top 10. I was hoping that that, you know, that three, what was it? Three in a row, three consecutive second places would eventually turn into a first place finish, but he's going the opposite direction. (laughs) He came in 15th and Martin Truex Jr., who was our winner at Charlotte last week, he came in 35th. So not very great for him either. But such as life. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. Pocono, not too many people enjoyed Pocono. I will tell you, we ran our poll, which we asked every week during the race. We simply said, are you enjoying the hashtag Pocono 400 so far? Hashtag NASCAR. 32% said, sure am. 38% said, not really. And 30% said, meh. That is kind of almost an even split three ways. But because 38% said, not really. And 30% said, meh. That's safe to just summarize that not very many people enjoyed the race. Now, on that note, Jeff Gluck did his famous race question, which he does after each race, and he simply asks, was Pocono a good race? Of course, 24% said yes, because somebody's always going to say yes, but an overwhelming amount of people, 76% of those people who voted, and he had over 11,000 people vote in this poll, they said no. N-O. Pocono was a no-go. Kenny, I know you have you have a lot to say about Pocono. Yeah. So jump in. I would say Pocono just was it's just not it. And it, it really, in a, in a way, also somewhat hurts NASCAR, so to speak. And the reason why I say that is because notice how all of our commercials are sold as this is going to be the greatest race ever. Every single week. Pocono does not help with that at all. Does not help with that strategy that isn't the best, in my opinion, either. But Pocono just was, it was just, it was average compared to even what we got last weekend at the Coke 600, which was pretty entertaining for the sake of that race. But again, I'll say this a thousand times and I will stick to this (laughs) as long as I'm a NASCAR fan. Pocono, Watkins Glen, and Sonoma. You cannot have stage racing at any of those places. The reason I say that, it really kills strategy for the most part, especially at Pocono, because that's what made it pretty entertaining for what it was. Yeah, the restarts were four, five, and six wide a couple times towards the end, but it just wasn't 
anything to be like, man, I have got to buy a ticket and I've got to go. And the craziest thing about all of this is we come right back here in just one month. (laughs) And again, this is not the place you need to go to the month after you just saw that. If I was a ticket holder for that one, there's no way in the world I'm buying a ticket for the next race next month. And again, it's Kenny real quick, but I think you're, I, I have to just throw this. At, I think you're right, especially when you come off several weeks of, of good, entertaining race driving, especially like when we go back to uh, even when uh, the all-star race weekend, I mean, from the all-star race weekend and then the next couple of weeks, it was really, really, really entertaining. I thought we got a really good few races there. And then God, Pocono was just like a downer, man. I'm just like, oh my God, like somebody just shoot me in the head. And I don't mean any <laughs> disrespect, but either Kenny, but my goodness. And then you're right. You come back. We have to be right back at Pocono less than a month later. And you're going, dude, like, what, what are we going to do, though? I just don't think it's good for the schedule either, as a matter of fact. Moving forward, I think the two dates, like we have Michigan coming up this coming Sunday. That's another place we go back to in a month. I think if we're talking financials and we're adding all this extra into that, I don't think that's a wise thing to do to have a race twice, the same two tracks within a month of each other. I don't think that's too good because it doesn't really want to make a fan go, let me spend my money again. I think a fan would probably spend their money if there was a four-month gap in between. Let's just say there was a, a Pocono race in April and then we got one in August. I think someone would rather gauge at a ticket a couple months later versus where they'll do it again within a month. And I think that kind of hurts them. But just the racing itself at Pocono just wasn't it. So, I mean, we're going to Michigan. Apparently, this is going to be another place where the package should shine, given the speeds and given the the uh, widen out pavement and the widen out groove at Michigan. So it should be fun this weekend. We only got two more of those races that we can really gauge this package, and that is Michigan and Kentucky. That's all we got left to say anything else about it, honestly. Well, Kenny, just kind of co-signing on what you said about the fact that the schedule shouldn't be like this, to be quite honest, I actually thought that, and again, we're cha- the schedule will change next year because we're going to do a double at Pocono next Thank year <laughs> but i just kind of looked at the schedule and historically as long as i've been covering nascar thank god i'm not writing about nascar every week like i used to but as long as i've been covering nascar i don't think i've ever been to a race in the month of may oh no i'm, I'm telling a story or maybe no maybe i'm not i've been to michigan You've been in the coke 600 right in May, yeah. correct? So, okay, I'm telling the story. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I have been to the to the Coke 600, but I haven't been to the 600 in a while because I choose to go to Charlotte for the later race. I don't yes. prefer to go to Charlotte for the holiday. That's just me. I think, again, <laughs> I can spend my holiday doing something better than being in the great city of Charlotte. And you can forget me going to Pocono. That I just don't really feel the reason to go to Pocono. And ironically, I have been to Michigan a couple of times. And I don't terribly mind Michigan because obviously I like super speedways. It's fast. The speeds are fast at Michigan. But problem with that is there's nothing to do in Michigan because that track is in Brooklyn, Michigan. Not Detroit. It's in Brooklyn. 
first of all, there's nothing to do in Detroit like that. Yeah, so I, you can count on me not going to Michigan anytime <laughs> soon. And I thought the schedule when I looked at it, it just, I feel like it's a big letdown going to Pocono after the greatest day of racing. Yeah. Because you have the Coke 600, you have the Indy 500, and you have the Monaco Grand Prix. And then the next week we go to Pocono. That's a letdown. Oh, big time. Now, to me, somebody else may disagree, but it's it's just a big letdown. I actually found myself, I, I muted the TV because I wasn't watching it. I was tuned out. When I say I was tuned out, I was completely tuned out. And I don't even remember what I was doing. I know it was on, but I was just like, Ugh, this race, it just wasn't, it just didn't grab me. It didn't make me want to be like, oh God, who's going? What's going on? <laughs> on that note, we can, oh, you did talk about the package. I know Kyle Bush had a lot to say about the package, as in yeah, he didn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so it wasn't that he had that much to say. He just was okay, like, was pretty funny myself, too. <laughs> he said, Stop asking me. Listen, I've said what I said. I felt what I felt. It ain't going to make a difference. It ain't going to change. And yeah, he is right. There's nothing else he can if do. If anybody about was going to put it very bluntly, it had to be him, you know? Absolutely. And people ask him that question, have asked him that question since February and so forth. Or, matter of fact, we can go for far back as the first test at Las Vegas. I remember Gluck asked him the question and he was not too happy about that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, there's nothing he can do. We're stuck with it. It's probably going to be a, a thing we'll see for the next two years up until, um, 2021 when the new package and all these new things that come around with nascar visiting honda recently and yeah talking to Lara, i saw that you know, it's been yeah. pretty crazy so and it's been some talk i think it was adam stern who tweeted let me see if i can find the tweet but he tweeted about their some conversations about the new next uh, generation car coming up yeah the one thing i do know we got a chance to somewhat see at the all-star race was the hood vents in the car and the splitter was different as well for the all-star event which is supposed to be part of what we'll what we're supposed to see in 2021 but that news that adam stern dropped with the delara um talks and they, they are the chassis builder of indycar for those who aren't indycar fans they build all the chassis in indycar all of them are exactly the same and it's supposed to save money and if they bring that to NASCAR, that could also do the same, let alone you don't have to have everyone trying to modify their chassis, make custom parts. So that saves the team some money. So it may be a good thing where you can just slap a body on the car and keep going. So it's it's going to be interesting. I don't know. OK, so here's the thing, because it's supposedly the moving forward for the Gen 7 car, which will start to debut in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. But here's my yep. thing. That sounds all good, but then for the person who is building the chassis, that's money out of their pocket. If you're going to use a whole nother company that's not even in NASCAR, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some type of compensation between NASCAR and Delara if this does actually happen. The most interesting thing that I've seen besides the chassis talk was the talk of a hybrid system coming into the coming into play in 2021 now that's gonna piss a lot of people off don't get me wrong i'm not opposed to it i'm not down with hybrids e cars none of that and and 
I can say this only because I spent a lot of time, well, not a terrible amount of time, but I've been to the Formula E championships and I've been to my fair share of Formula E cars. In about two weeks, I'll be in Northern California with Chevy test driving the new Chevy Bolt. But I'm not with the hybrid. Well, it doesn't mean that, though. That's the thing. It doesn't mean it's going to be electrification if it's hybrid. I, no, I listen, know that. If, I'm just saying, I, I was saying that to say I'm not with nothing other than the standard petrol engine that purrs and roars and all that good stuff. Well, I feel that. I mean, I understand. Trust me. I love the sound of a V8. Now, what would probably happen, just like the WEC and the IMSA cars, the prototype cars are, and same thing with Formula One, which a lot of people love are nothing but twin turbo V6s and they make plenty of noise <laughs> still it won't it won't necessarily eliminate the noise cuz i think that's what a lot of people especially um the comments i read under the the post and people were losing their mind like oh no i don't want a hybrid i don't want a hybrid i'm like well it's still going to be loud as hell <laughs> it's not going to change that is that part of why you don't like it either tim is because of the noise of the hybrid like that if you guys remember It's been about four years since Formula One changed over their engines. And we went from this, okay, I know you guys are like, spare me with the sound effect. Well, that was scary. But we went from this, yeah. (laughs) I was like, what what was that? We went from this very powerful engine to not so powerful engine. And at the same time that was happening was when Formula E debuted. And I was fortunate enough to go to, I, I believe, I've gone to a formula, I I think they're in the fourth season, if I'm not mistaken, and I've been to a race the first two. Yeah, they started in um, 14, so they are currently on season five. So season five. So I've I've went to a race the first three seasons, I believe. Yeah, so I just kind of tapped out. Formula is just not my thing. Sorry. Well, you know what? It's not that it's not my thing. It's just too much with Formula E. I do like the way... The cars are transported by DHL because most people don't know they have two engines per car at the beginning of the season. And once they leave Europe, they never come back. So the team has to fix and work with those two engines. So I do like that. But there's just no sounds to the car. And when the cars come by, it's like, (laughs) so you don't even hear the cars until they ride up on you. And that's so funny because <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I'm like looking at it. I'm going, man, I could go and sit by the freeway and it sounds louder than that. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously. That, that I'm like, true. It's weird because we- it's, it's cool. I mean, it's <laughs> cool looking cars, but this is sound, I guess. Ironically, there's this driver. He's, I forgot his name, but he, his dad was a famous Formula One driver. And when I was in Montreal for the Formula E championships, I got a chance to hang out with him and talk. And he called me a petrol head because I told him straight up, I just really wasn't with electronic engines like that, like (laughs) e-cars and it's like e-cigarettes. Why smoke an e-cigarette when you smoke the same, the real thing? Granted, I know you got to, it's healthier and all that, but... With NASCAR, most people believe it's just, it's a matter of when it's going to happen. And obviously, hybrid engines are totally different than electronic engines. But I just feel like NASCAR 
NASCAR is just, you know, it's engines. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I get it. I get what, I yeah. get what you mean. I mean, you just want to, I mean, from a NASCAR point of view and as a NASCAR fan, and I'm sure our listeners would agree with us, uh, or at least will agree with me when I, when I say this, you know, as a NASCAR fan, you know, part of, part of being at the racetrack is to hear the engine, feel the engine, feel like you're in the car, you know, I mean, to hear the power of the engine and, and. And so I can I can completely understand where Tam is coming from as far as like just the engine itself because you know when you take it away it literally makes you feel like uh, th- there's something missing you don't know what it is although you do know what it is it's <laughs> a different sound of the engine and that's part of the NASCAR experience even for a casual fan that's what you want to hear a casual fan will always ask me no matter no matter what the circumstances are when they find out I go to races and I'm in the pits they're like oh man they're like, you get to hear like the engine, like just roaring up like that, man. Like it's got to be that loud. And I'm going, yeah, man, it's a rush. And any NASCAR fan will tell you that. So I, I totally understand, Tim. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, I get it. Ironically, and I'll just add this, Brad Keselowski, I do remember vaguely last year sometime this topic came up and he was all for it. I don't disagree in terms of uh, a hybrid, you know, like a, like almost what somewhat of what IndyCar is doing now, not completely high. They're not hybrid by any means, but they're twin turbos. Like they're basically just as loud as anything else. And I mean, you can get the, and the thing is, if they do this, it'll do a few things. For one, it'll open the door. An example, them making those meetings with Honda. Honda doesn't make a V8 and not a lot of people make a V8 anymore as it is. NASCAR is technically speaking very 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 behind in technology in terms of the car we're the only series in the world that still has a push rod v8 only people in the world that have it. you can still produce you can produce a thousand horsepower with a twin turbo v6 and still make the cars loud it's not impossible to do and i think a lot of fans that are just you know, one way, don't realize that. And don't get me wrong, trust and believe me, I have stood next to these damn things and have heard a V8 start the hell up next to me. It's it's great. Don't get it twisted. It's great, but <laughs> it may just be the future. You yeah. know what I mean? That's just what it is. Not to go down a rabbit hole because I feel like we, we can talk about this forever, but <laughs> sometimes I think technology is not necessarily a good thing. Because, okay, let's just take I, like Brad Kozlowski is all for hybrids, but I couldn't really imagine Tony Stewart being off a hybrid. And I, obviously Tony's not racing, but I'm just throwing that out there because you look at somebody like Kyle Larson who will go race in other series yeah. and their lower level series. Just throwing that out there. I hope, hopefully you guys can understand where I'm going. I think that sometimes you just want to get in a car and race. Yeah. Like I remember I was interviewed for an article about muscle cars and people don't really seem to be into muscle cars anymore it's a tuner scene now that's the because they would rather have a a toyota prius i'm like you give me an option between a dodge challenger and a toyota prius i'm picking a dodge challenger every single time well going back to your point of I ain't getting nowhere near a Prius. I just want to say yeah. that real quick. Get a Prius. Well, going back to what you just said a few minutes ago, Tam, I could totally see, and especially with Brad Kislowski going, I'm all for hybrids. I could see, if I ever pulled up on the street next to Kislowski, it wouldn't even surprise me catching him driving a Prius. Now, on the other hand, Tony Stewart, I could catch yes. him in a, in a Challenger. So there you go. He'd take it from there. But I mean, 
Well, we can go on. Hopefully, you guys understand somewhat of what we're talking about because this just took a life of its own. What else <laughs> is there left to talk about? We talked about Kyle Bush not being so happy about people asking him about the package. We talked about the package effect on Pocono and what is possibly going to come up in Michigan somewhat. And then we talked about the future, which would be the Gen 7 cars and possibly NASCAR adapting a hybrid. So not much more to talk about. Oh, well, we are at the halfway mark of the NASCAR season. We're 14 races in. So technically, I don't know if that's really the halfway mark, but we're getting close. For the regular season, I guess you yeah. could count it yeah. as that. So, we only have you know, two. Since we do have the playoffs. Yeah. We only have two more races left for Fox before we switch over to NBC, which will be interesting. So on that note, I'll just give you guys a really quick update. I'm not going to tell you who's in the playoffs and who's not because, again, we're 14 races in. But I will tell you, 14 races in, only six drivers have won races. That's kind of what we're looking at moving forward. Maybe some new drivers will win races, but as of now, 14 races, and we've had six drivers win. We've had Kyle Busch win four races. Brad Keselowski and Martin Truex Jr. have won three races. Denny Hamlin has won two races, and Joey Logano and Chase Elliott have each won one race. Not too much different from last year because that was pretty much. Remember last year we had about three or four drivers that dominated. Yeah, yeah, we had the big three last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot about it. Oh my god! You know what? It's so much to talk about all the time in NASCAR. The news cycle changes so fast. Yeah, I'm so glad we stopped talking about the big three. Hopefully, this time next year we won't be talking about the package either. So. Because you know how us NASCAR folks is. We take one subject and beat it in the head for a whole year. That's for sure. It's a Penske and Joe Gibbs world right now. They they pretty much got everything on lock right now. I guess the only notable thing to say about the playoffs at the halfway mark. So Jimmy Johnson is out of the playoffs still. His young teammate, William Byron, is just one spot ahead of him. Ryan Newman's not in it, Paul Menard, Ricky Stenhouse, Austin Dillon, just to name a few that will probably have a chance to make it. But yeah, it's been an interesting season, even though we've only had six winners so far. Wow. I do want to read a fan comment. How about that? And before I read that fan comment, this is your reminder to subscribe to the podcast and if you guys are iPhone users, the big news is that there's no longer going to be iTunes. So we started last year saying subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. But now, today, that's truer than anything because it's no longer going to be an iTunes. So make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are probably going to go live next week, maybe on IGTV, because IGTV, it won't technically be live. Maybe we'll just upload the podcast. So if you are on Instagram and you want to check us out on IGTV, maybe you'll find it on there. I had actually a very interesting fan comment. 
Hopefully I can find that fan comment. But it basically was something to do with, what was it? Okay, actually I found it. So this comes from the NASCAR Reddit board. Somebody writes, and this is regarding stage racing, and I obviously we've been doing stage racing for quite a while, but some fans are still disgruntled. This person writes, they need to get rid of stage racing. It's ridiculous. Kyle Larson could have won today if he wasn't so concerned with stages. Also, it just means one of the fastest cars wasn't there at the end because he cost because he costed himself. What? Thank you, my man meant to say cost himself. Yeah, I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> now that now, now that you read it back, <laughs> <laughs> let me read it back. Also, it just means one of the fastest cars wasn't there at the end because he cost himself battling for stage points. What do you guys think about that? Just really quick, because I I mean, at this point, stage racing is a mute point because it's here to stay. But do you think Kyle Larson really was concerned about winning stages? I don't know. Me personally, uh, Kenny Tam, I think for any other driver, uh, nobody just concentrates on just winning stage points. Yes, you want to win stage points, but the ultimate goal is is obviously to win the race. And to be in victory lane, to take the checkered flag, that's always going to be the uh, the the goal in each and every race. Now, uh, at the moment when they're actually uh, uh, coming to the end of whatever stage it's in, then yes, I would imagine if they're up at the top, you are going to try to battle for that stage. It's just the competitiveness, I think, in these drivers. It's the competitor that comes out, and it, it's just a, a, a natural thing that they do. I don't think technically or specifically Larson was just worried about stage races. So that's why his, his car or, or he didn't win the race. So I kind of disagree with that. I don't know if this guy is a Kyle Larson fan and maybe he was just upset because Kyle Larson didn't win or maybe he bet on Kyle Larson didn't win. But um, I would have to disagree with that because uh, I just don't think that these drivers specifically sit there and just concentrate on, on winning stage racing i I think the it's always going to be the ultimate goal to be in victory lane yeah of course he's going to race for stage points that's that's where we're at now and the idea of that obviously is to increase yourself when you get in the playoffs currently kyle larson is sitting in 10th right now so he's he's in a good spot but he wants to increase that which is nothing wrong with going for points at this at this time of the season especially knowing he has a, a relatively good gap going into the summer, and I think he'll be okay. He hasn't been terrible all season, so there's nothing wrong with going for these stage points. But what my man said, look, let me break this down for you. Oh, here he comes. We've always done this for points. We always are going to go for points no matter what, whether we're in the old point system or not. That's just nothing new. And then let's just get on this, and this is something that I will never understand NASCAR fans. I will never understand it. Oh, man, the best car didn't win. Guess what? It happens so much and it is nothing new. It has been happening since the beginning of time. <laughs> it's always going to be that way. There's going to be a day where, like, let's just give an example. Martin Truex had a good car all weekend. His motor blew. Well, sucks. <laughs> yeah, SOL. You lose. Done deal. Go to the garage. Go home next week. It happens. That's, that's it. 
And the only thing I'll agree with is just not having stage racing at Pocono. That's the only thing I will agree with from that point. But yeah, and I would definitely I second that motion. Well, I have two comments to what he said and just to kind of sum up and chime in on what you guys added. One, he said that it cost him the race. Well, Kyle Larson didn't even come in the top 10. So it wasn't like he was second and fifth or eighth. He didn't even get a top 10 finish. So I don't know how it cost him the race. Second, with the stage racing, I've voiced this many times, but I think my biggest issue with stage racing is one, it just breaks up the momentum because then you stop and then I don't, I, well, I still don't like the fact that laps are wasted under caution. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's just my thing. I, I saw it happen too at the, cause actually the Detroit Grand Prix for IndyCar, they wasted a few laps cause that actually ended up being a really good race. It was. I watched. I caught the end of that. I thought that was the race that we deserved us NASCAR fans, but that was a whole nother story. <laughs> but yeah, that ended up being a really good race, but I also didn't like the fact that they wasted laps under caution. Yeah, so those are my thoughts. I don't know. Stage racing, the fact that somebody's even bringing this up at this point is just hilarious to me. That's why I chose to read that comment. Hopefully you guys got a good listen out of it from us talking about it but one last comment this came from the nascar reddit board as well and this is completely off topic but back to pocono but there was a user who wrote if pocono was the norm in nascar i'd take up reading on sundays (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) i agree with the guy or her man i laugh at that one that's funny that's plus one for me. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to some predictions. We are headed to Michigan. It's time for Tam and Renee's race predictions. Who you got, Renee? All right. Uh, boy, you know what? I'm trying to wrap myself around the head of... of, of uh, and, I, and I've been trying to figure out who, who am I going to pick this weekend uh, coming up. And I'm sitting here trying to think, and I and I always been trying to go with somebody different, somebody I think that could possibly win it. I want to try to stay away from the Kyle Bushes and the, the Martin Truex Juniors and stuff. And so I'm going to try a little something different here, and uh, I'm going to go with a driver who I think really could win. Unfortunately, this driver has already won a race this year, but for some reason, I'm just going to go back to him. I got Denny Hamlin as my winner coming up. He started hot. Uh, he started the year off hot, kind of cooled off uh, since then. But uh, he, he's been still quietly racing pretty good. So I'm going to go back to Denny Hamlin. I think Denny Hamlin might come out and win his third race of the year. And if not, my alternative pick, don't be surprised if Chase Elliott pulls out a win in this uh, in this coming weekend. So D- Denny Hamlin is my winner. Chase Elliott is my alternative pick. Those are my picks. I'm sticking with them. Okay, Kenny, who you got? So we are going to Michigan, the house that Ford built and the house that Ford has won pretty recently. Tam will talk about that in her history lesson. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to go with Kyle Larson, who swept in 2017, both the June race and the August race. That's going to be my main pick. I think he is truly due for a win and he runs pretty good at Michigan. 
As for my alternative pick, I am going to go with a forward and I'm going to pick Joey Logano, who was one a few years ago there. So those are my picks. So that means we got to go to Tam. It's time for her history lesson. I can't give the history lesson if each week you're going to tease them with a little data. <laughs> I got to. <laughs> you know, I got to. I've been doing it on purpose. <laughs> Kenny's, Kenny's history lesson was incomplete because he only told you about Kyle Larson's winning two races, but he's I'm actually so won three that. races. <laughs> wow. Of course I knew. So Kyle Larson won three races at Michigan. He won the later race in 2016, and he won the early and the later race in 2017. Oh, yeah, that's right. And if you guys don't know, we raced twice a year at Michigan, and we've been racing there since 1969. Wow. Harvick, who won the late race in 2018, is a two-time winner at Michigan, and his teammate, Clint Boyer, he won the early race in... 2018 at Michigan. So like Kenny said, those fours, they try to show up for the hometown. (laughs) On that note, who am I picking? I actually want to go with Denny Hamlin, but I'm not sure Denny Hamlin has the speed for Michigan. I I know Joe Gibbs racing has been doing great, but I don't know. Well, this is a tough one. (laughs) And I'm definitely, I'm, I want to go with Alex, but I just know that I don't see that happening. I'm going to go with a Stuart Haas driver because... Although that would be a gutsy pick, though, Tam, if you went with him. <laughs> it would be. Nah, yep. I'm going to go with a Stuart Haas driver, keeping it with the Ford family. But which one? I really want to go with Kurt, but we know Kurt doesn't race for Stuart Haas anymore. I guess technically, if I was going to pick him, that wouldn't be a Stuart House driver. But the driver's changing. It's Brian Newman's on another team. Kurt Busch is on another team. Oh, I wasn't going to pick Ryan, so don't worry about that. I don't care who team he <laughs> on. But <laughs> now, that would have been a gutsy call, too. Man. Ryan yeah, Newman, no, that was going to Now, that's a heck of a... I'm going to, hey, I'm going to Vegas with that delay. pick. That'd be the Can't only make... way. I'm going to Vegas with that pick. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was at Michigan. When it was a rain delay. Actually, I was just looking at some video of that from year before last because Danica was on this broom thing. It's it's a whole story. I can't even explain it, but it was a rain delay because I feel like every time I've gone to Michigan, it's been a rain delay. <laughs> this is a tough one because I'm kind of with Renee. I don't want to pick the familiars, but who's hot, who's not type thing. And wait, I did say I was going to stick with a Stuart Haas driver, but I'm not going to pick Eric Amarola. And I'm not, I don't know, something's going on with Kevin Harvick. And Daniel Suarez is not ready. At least I don't think so. And who am I forgetting? Don't tell me. So Eric, Kurt, see, I keep wanting to say Kurt. (laughs) So Eric, Daniel, Clint, Kevin. Okay, I done ruled out everybody, so I guess maybe I'm not picking a Stuart House driver. I guess not. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to go on a whole nother direction. I've got Brad Kozlowski for the win, and my alternative is Joy Logano. So I'm going Pinsky all the way. There you go. Well, those are her picks. She finally made it. Team Pinsky. Kenny with his <laughs> picks. And I have my picks. You guys got your picks. Send them to us. Hit us up on our social media. Like Tam said, you can hit us up across the board 
all turns, no breaks. And also, don't forget to, uh, to hit us up on Apple Podcasts. We really do appreciate your support each and every week here on our podcast. Thank you for listening. Continue to keep listening to us. For Kenny, Tam, myself, we'll see you here next week on another episode of All Turns, No Break. Peace. Greg Biffle back this weekend. Whoop, whoop. That's right. You know what? He is back. That's, that's going to be so dope. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee. 